Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy. We are in this series of uh, studying the Ten Commandments. It's called Four Plus Six, and I hope that it has blessed you so far. And uh, right now we are in part eight. And so before we even go into today's topic, uh, why don't you join me to pray for uh, the preaching of God's word? Amen. Uh, why don't you lift up your hands to God and say, Lord, we surrender the preaching into your hands. Let's stretch forth our arms to receive and say, God, we receive your instruction for us and your correction for us today. And let's clench our fists and say, and God, give us the strength to obey in Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen, praise God. You know, we really want every uh, session together and not just to be more information coming your way, but more transformation. We desire to see your life transform more and more into God's image and God's original plan for you. And that's why we're going uh, into this uh, topic today. Uh, so if you're taking down notes, why don't you write down, you shall not steal. That's right. Very simple. But if there's one thing we've learned from this series is that sometimes the simplest commands are the ones that we have the most to learn from. And so why do you turn with me to Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 19? Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 19 says there very plainly, you shall not steal. Uh, as we know that stealing is wrong, right? I mean, it doesn't take rocket science. Uh, but I really believe that God wants to reveal himself uh, to us today. And so we will not just be talking about the fact that stealing is wrong. I think all of us know that. You don't need to be a Christian to know that. But we want to go into uh, God's word and, and discover, you know, what does this uh, tell us about who we are and, 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 and why was this so important even until today? Uh, and even though it's simple, it's important for us to be reminded of it. And most importantly, how do we live it out? And so to help frame our thoughts, we ask ourselves three questions every week. And the first question that will help kick off this point would be, what does this command Tell us about who we are. And like I said, stealing is wrong. We know it. We've been taught since we've been young in school. But then again, if we know it is wrong, why does it still happen? We've all been there before. Uh, if you have not committed the act of stealing, then we have all been stolen from before, right? Uh, we've lost something before. Uh, God forbid you've been pickpocketed before um, or you just had something taken from you before. And so if we know that stealing is wrong, why is it that so many people still do it? And, and, and I really believe that it really boils down to the human condition. So write this down. I believe that... You know, this command tells us that we think we have the right to have things. We think we have the right. Now, is having something, owning something wrong? No, it is a blessing. Uh, but it becomes wrong when our attitude towards our possessions change. And from seeing it as a blessing, we start seeing it as a right. And we become entitled. 
And that's why I believe a theft happens. You know, we, we, we think that our, our position gives us the right to have something. Whether that position is, is positive or negative. Let me give you an example, right? And so uh, uh, the, the, the most um, uh, uh, sympathetic case of, of theft would be if somebody was really hungry and they were stealing to um, feed their family. But essentially what happens is that they think that their position of poverty, or maybe this has happened to you before, you think that your position of poverty gives you the right to have something anyway. You know, we do this all the time. Like I said, uh, most of us, I believe, are blessed enough that we've never had to resort to theft uh, to feed ourselves. Uh, but what about the other things that we still choose to uh, take for ourselves, even though we don't have uh, the money or the money to spend for it? So uh, let me give the, the most obvious uh, uh, example out there, uh, piracy, online piracy, right? How many of you have been there before? I think we've all been guilty one time or the other. So let's not raise our hands. Otherwise, all of us will be raising it. But, you know, you probably listen to music um, even though you never bought it, right? And I'm not talking about, you know, real ownership and so uh, subscription services to, to, to streaming services. That, that's all fine. I think we understand that. But what I mean is that in the, in before the days of Spotify, before the days of, of streaming services, um, we would many times download music onto our computers uh, and, and, and just copy it, even though we, we did not pay for it. And Christians, we are so guilty of it. How many times have you uh, borrowed a friend's uh, 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 worship album, a worship CD in the days when you used to have CD, and we would just copy it because we love the song so much. Because, wow, the worship song was so powerful. How many of us, I believe many of us, have been there? Christians, we're so guilty. You know, we've, we've asked a friend for a copy of a song uh, without thinking, hey, wait a second, can, can, is it right for me to even own this copy? And we think that, oh, our position, oh, because I'm a Christian and this is a worship song, of course I have the right to have it. Because by having it, you know, I get to experience God more. I get to have my favorite worship song playing in my ear all the time. And we don't even think about the fact that we are actually depriving of that church, of that Christian artist, uh, uh, sales to that one more song. And we would share it so many times. We would even justify. I, I worked, you know, in uh, Christian conferences before many times when, when Pastor Kenneth is speaking. I'll help him man a booth uh, in my younger days to, to help sell. And, and, and so, so many times I heard Christians go like, oh, wow, you know, I want to have a copy of that message. I want to have a copy of that album. And then someone says, oh, but I want to, but I don't have enough money. And then I will always hear them say it right in front of me in, in the midst of, of Christian brothers and sisters. Okay, don't worry, I'll buy it and then you can you can download it from my copy. And <laughs> right then, then I'm like, oh yikes, you know, Christians, we are so hypocritical. 
our position, friends, deludes us to think that we have the right, you know, and, and you know, similarly, you know, sometimes we, while most of us would not steal a car or, or steal money from the bank, but maybe where you're working, uh, you would steal uh, things from it. When I say steal, I mean procure or, or just have it, uh, you know, for example, pens and, and papers, you know, okay. Right now, I know we're living in a, a, a you know paperless society, but but many times you know we will go uh, to our workplace, and sometimes there will be um, you know refreshments available, and then we will, we will take it. You know, I used to know friends who would uh, go to to work, and they would print uh, using <laughs> um, the, the the work printer to print um, all the uh, stuff that they need for their personal lives. And when you think about it, that, that's not right. You're stealing. You're stealing from the company. But we never think of it as stealing. We think that, oh, my position working in that organization gives me the right to have use of the printer, uh, to have, you know, uh, uh, you know, you name it. And so, so we get it, don't we? Or are we beginning to get it now? That is really about the condition of the heart. We are so deceptive. We think that we have a right, we have an entitlement to think that our position, whether it's a positive one, I work there so I can help myself to all, you know, uh, everything in the pantry, um, all, you know, because I'm so poor, um, you know, they, they can't possibly uh, fault me for, for wanting that in. And, and we do this so many times, whether it's watching television without a TV license. Ooh, ouch, this applies especially to us in the UK. Um, or even, uh, I don't know, harmless things like, like, like streaming your favorite show on, on an online you know, a, a piracy website. Uh, I know I've definitely uh, uh, have been guilty of even doing uh, silly things like when I was a university student, I still remember studying in Sheffield, um, there was like a local comic book shop and they don't have those in Malaysia and, and comic books would be very expensive in Malaysia. And so I walked in one of them because, oh, fascinating, so many, you know, comic books and stuff like that. And they were all on display on the racks with with no wrapping, with, with, with you know, basically you can pick up one and, and, and read it. And so what I did was, true story, that I just stood there, I used to remember my first encounter and last encounter at that comic book shop in Sheffield was I went in there, I didn't know I was new, and I was like, whoa, wow, and I just started taking and reading and putting them back, taking and reading and putting them back. And in that one hour, I think I read, you know, a good, I know, 10 copies of comic books. And then after a while, I could see the person working at counter getting so annoyed with me. And then eventually he walked over and he says that, you know, if you want to read the comic books, you're going to buy them. And then like he, he basically like, you know, like made it known that I was not welcome. And I remember leaving feeling like, oh, you know, what a horrible place of business. Don't they understand that I'm the customer? only to realize, wait a second, yeah, you're a customer and you can browse, but you're right, you know, you can't just walk into a bookshop and stand there and read an entire book. That's a library. 
not a bookshop. And yet, as we are sitting against God and against our fellow men, many times our position makes us feel like we have the right, or the customer is always right, or like, you know, we, we tend to shift the blame that it's somebody else's fault. And this is the first thing that this command tells us, that, hey, we have an entitlement problem. And Jesus tells us this as well. Let's turn to some more scripture. In Matthew chapter 15, verse 19, Jesus talks about how these things, they spring from our hearts. In Matthew 15, 19 says this, For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murder, adultery, fornication, theft, false witness, blasphemies. That's right, out of the heart. And, and so the problem with that is that, you know, it's, it's us in our heart. In the past weeks, we learn about murder. We talk about sexual immorality last week. And next week, we'll be talking about, you know, being a false witness or lying. And, and here we have Jesus saying that all these things, even thievery, even theft, uh, even greed. Because when we talk about theft, we cannot help but talk about greed and wanting to have what we cannot have. Uh, and so Jesus is saying that, hey, look, the reason why is because you, you have this sinful nature that thinks it is your right. And, and we got to repent from this. Amen. Why don't you turn with me to another scripture in Luke chapter 12. Uh, Luke 12 verse 22 uh, to 24. Um, Luke 12, 22 to 24, uh, says this, Therefore he said to his disciples, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, nor about the body, what you will put on. Life is more than food, than the body is more than clothing. Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap, which have neither storehouse nor barn, and God feeds them. Of how much more value are you than the birds? That's right. Jesus is telling us that he knows our brokenness, that, that we cannot help but want things that we cannot have. And we cannot help but think about these things like what to wear, what to eat, uh, because we think that, hey, th these are things that I need. This is it's my right to have these things. And God is saying that don't, don't be so fixated with that. Don't think that. That's your right. Therefore, by hook or crook, uh, you are entitled to some of these things. Uh, but instead, Jesus says, put your trust in God. In other words, Jesus wants to remind us that, you know, the, the, the ability to have uh, uh, material things, it's a blessing. It is not a right to be demanded. It is not a right uh, that we are to exercise regardless of who we hurt. Uh, it is not a right because we work in a place or we don't work at a place, but it is a blessing. And God knows what we need. And God will give us what we need. But we need to stop being fixated about it. We need to stop being paranoid about it. And, and that's really where it all comes from. You know, we want something so much so uh, that we would steal or we would acquire it dishonestly uh, because we are afraid of missing out. The fear of missing out is very real. And that's why we will go like, oh, I really need to watch that show. And so I will pirate it. You know, I will download it illegally, even if I have to. And God is saying, you don't need that. You don't need a show. It's not your right. 
It's a blessing to watch a show and God will bless you. Don't make your fixation, don't make your focus material things because once you focus on them, greed that comes out of your heart takes over and you cannot help but crave after them. But if you are to chase after anything, God says, chase after God and he will take care of you. And so in discovering who we are, that we have this unhealthy fascination, uh, this incorrect presumption to think that we have the right uh, to have anything now, now, now. Uh, we need to change that. We need to repent from that. And we need to turn to God. Amen. And so let's go on to the second point, which is why was this command given? So the first point was just to reveal our broken nature. So why? Why do you think God uh, has to remind his people? Isn't stealing so obviously wrong? Why did God still have to tell them? Well, I believe that God tells us, even until today, is because we need to be reminded that stealing is against God's nature. I know, again, this point sounds simple, but let me dive into it. Do you know that when you look at the commands, uh, some of it, you know, uh, that we do wrong, they are a perversion. But perversion means that it was something good that became perverted. So for example, murder is a perversion of anger. Is it wrong to be angry? No, being angry is part of our emotions. But our sin perverts it, and then it, it, we, we turn it to murder, right? Uh, adultery is a perversion of marriage uh, and sex. And is sex good? Yes. We talked about that last week. Is marriage good? Yes. But adultery and sex outside of marriage is a perversion of a good thing. But when you think of stealing, it, it, it's not a perversion, it's a corruption. Because God's nature is all about giving. And so stealing is not part of God's nature or character at all. And many times, Jesus uses, uses stealing as a way to show that this is something that does not come from me or does not come from our Father in heaven. This is of the devil and this is of evil. If you don't believe me, why do you turn to some scriptures with me? In John 10, 10, we are familiar with this scripture, but, but let's dive in a little bit deeper. Right, John 10, 10 says this, the thief, the devil, the thief does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. Notice steal there. But I, Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. We've heard it said so many times, the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus comes to give us life and life to the full. Do you see that? It's not a perversion. It's the exact opposite. And so God is saying that don't steal because that's the opposite of who I am and it's the opposite of who I've created you to be. Yes, we are tempted to steal and God is saying that, you know, this is wrong and this is against, against. It's not just a perversion. It's against. It is, it is at war with God's nature. And why am I saying this? Because 
we know that something is wrong, yet we are tempted, you know, to do it so many times. You know, we we steal internet. Ooh, ouch. <laughs> we, we we steal uh, uh um, you know, uh, movies and onlines. We, uh, as Christians, we can even steal um, uh, uh, things that belong to God uh, in terms of our giving. Uh, the Bible says in, in, in Malachi that we steal from God when we when we do not give to God uh, the Titan offering that He deserves. And so many of us as Christians, we struggle. We struggle to give to God. We struggle to tithe faithfully. You know, God says 10% of what we have, we are to give to Him. And yet so many of us refuse and outright just, you know, ignores thinking that our position justifies all you know, Pastor, you don't understand. I'm just a poor boy living in London. I've got my rent to pay. I've got my bills to pay. And so I can't possibly give 10%. Maybe the rich people can, but I can't. And then the rich people would then say that, well, don't you know, Pastor, that 10% is really big, you know, because the more you earn, 10% is bigger. But God is saying that, hey, stop stealing because it's against, you cannot say, you know, you love him and steal from him at the same time. Stealing is of the devil. God is a giver. You know, John 3, 16, a verse that all of us are so familiar with. God so loved the world that he what? He gave. God is a giver. In case you don't know that, the God we serve is a giver a generous giver. And so how can we who identify as followers of Jesus, followers of Christ, have any form of theft and, and dishonesty in our lives? I still remember a friend of mine went to Bible school, uh, and uh, we shall not name which Bible school, uh, but he went there and the teacher was giving uh, then books, recommendation, okay, read up this book by this author on this topic, read this, read this, read this. And of course, you know, the, the books are expensive. And so, you know, some of the students are saying, oh, where do we even get these books? You know, I, uh, some of them are out of print. And then the, 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 the Bible school teacher, without batting an eyelid, took out from his drawer a uh, a photocopy version of the book and say, yeah, I have a photocopy version of that book because it's really hard to get and really expensive, you know, because it's printed and written overseas. So by the time it got to, you know, Malaysia, you know, expensive. And so I, I, I got a photocopy, basically a pirated version of, of a Christian author's book. And who wants it? If you want it, come and grab it for me and make yourself a copy. And my friend just go like, stood up in class and go, that's wrong. That's wrong. I mean, wow. We can be in Bible school uh, talking about wanting to grow ourselves for the kingdom of God and yet be committing theft. That's how deceitful we are. And we need to not only know this, but we need to reject it because this is against God's nature. Let's go on. It says here in Matthew chapter 21, verse 13. Matthew 21, 
13. Just to drive home the point uh, that, that, that this is against God's nature, Matthew 21 verse 13, Jesus in his anger said this, he said to them, it is written, my house shall be called a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. And so this is, this is after, you know, Jesus uh, 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 went to the temple, he entered Jerusalem, and he went in the temple and saw that they were buying and selling, they were basically using the temple courts as a marketplace. And he was so mad that he started flipping tables. And then in, in, in anger, he rebuked everyone that says, this is supposed to be a house of prayer but you made it into a den of thieves. Do you see again, God intentionally using the word thief to represent that this is not a perversion. This is an opposition of who God is. This is the furthest thing that God intends his house to be. And so if God is using thieves and theft as a way to describe a character trait that is 180 degrees against him, then this is an important reminder of why this command is given. Because it's not just about having something. It's not just about helping yourself to, uh, you know, to, 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 you know, because we always justify stealing with the harmless. Oh, no, nobody will get hurt. I'm just pirating music, nobody will get hurt. You know, I'm just uh, downloading a film, nobody will get hurt. Oh, I'm, I'm just, you know, uh, uh, taking and, and, and downloading a Christian song that doesn't belong to me, nobody will get hurt. You know, that church is so rich. You know, why does that person need uh, another 99 cents from me? We, we justify God saying because it's not about the 99 cents. It's not about who gets hurt or who doesn't get hurt. It's not about, the, you know, the, the rich or the poor. It's about Him. And that we are created by God to bear His image. We are created by God to represent Him. And so we got to get that act together. Amen. You know, really say to yourself, you know, stealing is not allowed you know, in, in your household, in your life. And, and this is something that we got to, you know, take seriously. I still remember one time, you know, Pastor Kenneth was um, uh, sharing with us that in the early days of, of Acts Church, we were, you know, printing some church bulletins, designing them, wanting to make sure uh, that they are nicely designed. As you can see, you know, from our mini-zines and the different things we uh, have designed in church, you know, a lot of heart that gets put into it. And so one day he was working with a designer and uh, this, you know, this person was new to church, brought his computer, working on everything. And then he noticed that, wait a second, um, this program used to design this uh, a newsletter, uh, it, it's, it's uh, you know, it's constantly, you know, breaking down, like, what's wrong? And then the person said, oh, because this is a pirated version, you know, just, just without blinking an eye, <laughs> saying to the pastor, oh, this is a pirated version, so he's got his kings. And then Pastor Kenneth went like, Wait, that's a pirated version? We can't be using pirated software uh, to, to print stuff for God? And then he, he asked, like, how much does it cost to buy the original software for this computer and for all the computers? And the person said, well, you would need at least 7,000 ringgit. This was like, 
um, at least, you know, 15 years ago. So 15 years ago, 7,000 ringgit was a big thing, you know. It's still a big thing today, but even more big thing, you know. You, you'll be talking about close to 10,000 uh, ringgit, which would be, okay, don't don't convert it. Anyway, um, and, and so Pastor Kenneth went like, all right, fine, you know, let's stop. Let's not work on this anymore uh, because this is not right. And Pastor Kenneth said that, you know, we want this to go out there and bless someone. So how can it be made uh, using pirated software? No, I, I, we might not have the money now, so let's stop. Let's raise the fund. I, I'd rather miss the deadline of this newsletter than to send something out on time and, and, and let it be, you know, dishonoring to God. And so we, we put the thing on hold, raise funds, uh, and then bought uh, the software and, and then sent it out. But, but I just want you to know that, hey, you know, if we're really serious about honoring God, then let's, let's take it seriously. You know, maybe we need to do a heart check. Maybe there are things in our lives, maybe some software that, you know, that, that is not right. And we need to either ask God for provision, you know, to, to, to bless you so that you can buy the right software for the right program. But let's never justify our stealing. Yeah, Christians, come on, brothers and sisters, let's never justify our dishonors again. So, point number three, how do we live this out today? Ooh, ouch. I said that, you know, that it's not just enough for us to, 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 to stop stealing. Um, you know, we need to do whatever it takes uh, to make things right. And that is exactly uh, what point number three is. How do we live this out today? We need to make restitution and share our wealth with the poor. It's kind of like a two-in-one point, but let's talk about the first point. Uh, I mentioned earlier, you know, some of you might feel uncomfortable already. Oh no, is Pastor asking me that I need to delete some songs, delete some files, uh, delete some apps, delete some, you know, software, uh, whatever it is. Uh, not just that, friends. You got to return it. You know, if, if, for example, if you have taken a book, borrowed a book, uh, 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 or borrowed something from someone, a neighbor, you know, we've all had things like that before, don't we? You know, but I still remember growing up, <laughs> I I would open our cutlery drawer at home and I'll find like, oh, this is a nice spoon, uh, silverware. And at the bottom of it, there's a logo that's for Singapore Airlines or logo that's like for Malaysian Airlines. And, and I'll be like, none the wiser. Uh, but God's word is saying, hey, if you have in your um, uh, ownership, uh, a stuff that does not belong to you, friends, you've got to return it, you've got to do away with it, uh, you've got to make it right. That's what restitution means. Make it right. If you've stolen something, return it. Uh, if, if you've taken something for so long that it's become yours by default, that's still stealing. If you borrow a book from a library and never return it, that book still doesn't belong to you. So two things, you got to either give that book away, <laughs> give it back to the library, uh, or, or give it for, I don't know, charity or just throw it away. You know, you, you, you cannot be going like, oh, okay, fine. Uh, uh, now it's mine. So what? You know, no, that must be restitution because this is what 
God's word says. Why don't you turn with me to Luke chapter 19, verse 1 to 10. Luke 19, 1 to 10 uh, says this. Then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And now behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus who was a chief tax collector and he was rich. And he sought to see who Jesus was, but could not because of the crowd, for he was of short stature. So he ran ahead and climbed up into the sycamore tree to see him, for he was going to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must stay at your house. So he made haste and come down and received him joyfully. But when they saw it, they all complained, saying, He has gone to be a guest with a man who is a sinner. Then Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, I give half of my goods to the poor. And if I have taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he also is the son of Abraham. For the son of man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Here you have someone meeting Jesus. And his life was totally transformed. We've met with Jesus. Has our life been transformed? Zacchaeus knew he had issues. Zacchaeus knew that he's done some crimes. Zacchaeus knew that he, you know, he wasn't well-liked. That's why he didn't even join the crowd. He tried climbing a tree to have a peek at Jesus. And all Jesus said is, Hey, Zacchaeus, I want to dine with you. I want to fellowship with you. I want to hang out with you. And just the invitation of Jesus to let him in changed Zacchaeus. That he, that he immediately go like, Wow, this is a great honor. Having this, this, this in my life, having Jesus in my life is better than having riches. And, and, and as people accuse him, immediately, do you see the change that happened? He immediately confessed of his crimes and go like, hey, I, I, sorry guys, today, Jesus, I'm going to give half of my possession to the poor. And if I have cheated anyone here, please, brother, sister, come and, 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 and tell me how much I have wronged you and I will pay you back, not just the amount, but I will pay you back four times, four times. And so Zacchaeus made restitution and he gave, you know, paid back even the damage, the emotional damage, the, the interest that, that, that he owed people. Wow, wow, what a transformation. Friends, if you are a child of God, have you been transformed this way? How can we as Christians justify piracy when someone in the Bible met with Jesus and, and started giving away and doing away with every dishonesty in his life? That's how we live it out today. We got to do an inventory check, friends, after this. You got to do a spring clean, not just of your place, but of your life. And start asking yourself, man, have I, have I withheld anything? Have I withheld my tithes and offerings from God? I got to restitute it. Have I withheld things? Because that's what stealing is as well. You know, it's not just about taking something that doesn't belong to you. It's also about withholding something that belongs to God. 
And so we got to ask ourselves, hey, have I been withholding a, a forgiveness? Have I been withholding, you know, not just your tithes and offering, but have I been holding back things that God wants me to release? Friends, we've got to do it. And not only that, Zacchaeus says he gave half of his possessions. He shared what he had with the poor. And so many times as Christians, we focus on God bless me, God give me. We think it's our right to have and therefore our right to demand from God to bless us. We think it's our right to be blessed, but no. No, in fact, you know, it's the opposite. Jesus said in Luke chapter 6, verse 20, Blessed are you, poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. God doesn't say, blessed are you, poor. You know, you shouldn't have been poor because you're a child of God. No, say, God said that blessed are you who are poor. Poverty is a very real struggle, but don't worry. Better to be poor and have the kingdom of God than to be rich and be excluded from it. And so, so many times we, we want to have our cake and eat it too. We want to have this honest gain and yet we want close fellowship with God. Jesus is saying it's either one or the other. If you want fellowship with me, then you're going to make right uh, uh, with uh, all the wrongs that you have done. And not just that, right? Uh, Jesus further tells us that, hey, you know, like, like I, I shared in weeks past that sometimes certain sins, when he talks about the commandments, it's not just about the commission of that uh, a, a sin that makes us guilty. It's also the om omission, you know, when we don't do something. And, and sometimes, as, as, like I said, as Christians, we have a fixation with accumulating wealth. There's nothing wrong with, with you know, making money and accumulating wealth. But Jesus also tells us that we are to share that wealth with the poor. Do you know that the Bible talks about giving to the poor 300 times at least? Have we been doing that? So this, this command is also a spot check on us and, and checking to see if we truly are you know, followers of Christ. Because if we identify as that, then we're going to live up to that. And Jesus reminds us of his heart for the poor. In Matthew chapter 25, verse 34 to 40. Uh, so 35 to 40. And Matthew 25. Let's turn there. Matthew 25, verse 35 to 40 says this. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you a drink? When did we see you a stranger and make you uh, and take you in or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, in as much as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. Do you see the heart of God again? You know, is, is Christianity about, you know, naming it and claiming it and making ourselves rich? No, it, it's about giving. And so we might be innocent. Some people watching this, you might actually be innocent of stealing. And then great, you know, but are you giving? 
Are you a giving person? Because it's not enough to not steal. We need to give. And that's why we need to not only make restitution, but we must share our wealth with the poor. Jesus made it so clear. When you do that, you know, you do it unto him. It's not about whether the poor remember you. It's not about whether the poor are grateful. And so many times what holds us back is a suspicion that our charity will be used for something bad. But God is saying that, hey, don't judge people who are asking for you, whether they're honest or dishonest. If you do it to the least of these, you do it to me. So God is saying that show compassion, show mercy. It is not our place to judge. It is not our place to second guess. If we are in a position to help, help. If we are in a position to give, give. And hopefully this reminds us that let us therefore now make ourselves to be in a better position to give. We live in a cashless society. We use our cards, you know, for a lot of things. And so many times we are approached in the street, people asking uh, for spare change. And we immediately say, I can't help you. And that's technically not wrong because you don't have money with you. But what about going the extra mile and, and withdrawing some cash? And what about making it a point to always keep some spare change on you, some cash on you so that you can help? You know, are we to help everyone? No, because it's impossible to help everyone. But Jesus says, as long as you help some, you're doing it unto him. And so I believe that this could have come in a better time, even as a church. Uh, we are right now in the midst of planning our Christmas cheer. But God is also reminding us, yes, do your Christmas cheer. But this is also not just a Christmas thing. Be reminded, you know, that, that to do this during Christmas, because it is the season of giving after all. But God is also saying that, but my people, if they are called by my name, then they got to be like me and I'm a giver. And so you give as well. And so that's my encouragement for us today. I know this will require a lot of soul searching, but I pray that we will make right with God and we'll make right with the people around us. If you owe people money, repay them. You know, sometimes Christians, we can be guilty of this. We go out for a meal and a brother and sister is so nice to go like, I'll pay for it first. And then we go, hallelujah, thank you, brother. And then we never pay that person back. Don't. Don't. So do a heart check. If you owe someone money, give them back. You know, or, you know, if you owe uh, uh, God tithes and offering, give it back. Or worse, if you owe, uh, you know, income tax, you know, because you've been withholding your tax, then, then give it, you know, uh, to give it back. You know, do, as Christians, let us lead the way. Uh, let us role model generosity. Let us role model honesty. And, and let's role model what a life that's been transformed by Christ looks like. Wouldn't it be awesome if the world was full of Zacchaeus? Wouldn't it be awesome if that happened? Well, the good news is this. I believe that every Christian, we are a Zacchaeus in one way or the other. And so I pray now that you understand that, hey, this is, this is something that is serious to God then let's take it seriously. Amen. Would you allow me to pray? Thank you, Lord. Lord, I just want to pray for my brothers and sisters. And God, we know, uh, Lord, that all of us are guilty one way or the other. So forgive us. Lord, help us to stop pirating. 
help us to stop stealing, uh, uh, um, especially the indirect stealing that we always love to justify. God forgive us. Lord, we don't need that, uh, you know, we don't need that uh, illegal Netflix account. We don't need that illegal internet. We don't need uh, uh, that thing. Lord, uh, help us do away. Help us to give up our mentality uh, of materialism and thinking that it's all right to have something even when we cannot afford to. Lord, remind us that this is this is totally against your nature. In fact, theft and stealing is demonic in nature. And Lord, we do not want to have that, not even an inch in our lives. And God, help us. Help us, Lord, to search our hearts and help us to make right. And if we have withheld anything, if we have taken more than we should have, Lord, help us to give it back. Help us to, to pay back people we need to pay back, give back. Help us to even, you know, do, serve others. And, and most importantly, help us, Lord, to remember the poor. Lord, you, you did not bless us so that we remain blessed, but you bless us to be a blessing. Lord, help your people to be generous. Help us to be generous. Lord, help us to not forget the poor. Part of our Christian faith is not just growing in our love for you, but it's also helping the people around us. Lord, I know your servant says, gold and silver, I have none. But what I give, I give to you in the name of Jesus. And that might be Peter's case. But for a lot of us, we know we still have some gold and silver. So Lord, help us to be intentional uh, uh, in our commute. Help us to be intentional uh, 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 in our going out. Let us not just daydream our way through life. Uh, and disregard the people around us who are hurting and hungry. But Lord, help us to be your hands and your feet in this time of need. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You know, before I close, I also just want to give an invitation for people uh, to accept Christ. Hey, uh, you heard now that, you know, stealing <laughs> is wrong. But like I said, it's not just about taking what doesn't belong to you. It's also about withholding. And maybe friends, you have been joining us and you've been watching this and you cannot help but feel that God knocking at the door of your heart as we are preaching, as we are singing, as we are praying. And it feels like God is saying, let me in, let me in. And sometimes what we do is that we resist God. We withhold. We withhold back our control. We withhold back our life and we refuse to let God in. Friends, stop it. God is a giver. He's not a taker. He's not here to take away from you. In fact, the only thing he wants to take away from your life is your sin, your shame, and your past. But it's all about giving you life and life to the full. So would you stop withholding back and would you learn to let God in? I believe that God is knocking at the door of your heart. Why don't you let him in? Let him take away your pain and let him give you your peace. Peace that surpasses all understanding. Amen. You know, if that's you, why don't you echo this prayer that we will say shortly and say it with all of your heart. Confess it with your lips. The Bible says when you do that, you will be born again, made anew, just like Zacchaeus from a force that was hated to becoming a force for good. God wants to use you. Would you let him in?
God bless. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.actschurch.uk. God bless.